This is God Alive. This is the Exalted Pile Driver. This is Criff. I mean Arnold. This is Alex and Nick from Tyrannonaut. Greetings from the far Siberian deeps. Here is Peter of Isgerur Morph. This is Zeke Evil from Natal Craft. This is Nick from Hessian Farm. This is Jason from Sulaco. I'm eating a plain cheeseburger. What's up, everybody? This is Ross Dolan from Immolation. It's Brian Mason from Charmer, Sulaco, and Contrarian. Maybe BML. What's up? This is Sully. This is Mama Nat. Hey, this is Rick Dorf from Wolfpack 44, the Electric Hellfire Club, and Coven. This is Richie from Grave Huffer. And we're Immortal Possession, and you're listening to Grandisopian. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, episode 243 started off with two brand new songs. The first was a project from Rochester, Elgid, with the song Fearless Souls Favor None, and that is off of the Catastrophe release, which just came out last week. Um, also, Mike from that band is the drummer for Sorcerer, which we played on the entire episode. Yes. A couple of weeks ago. I don't know how you remember that, but... Um, then after that was a brand new song from Inertia with the song Pink Mist. And that is from the upcoming album, The Human Element, which comes out on December 13th, which is Wednesday. Awesome. Very nice. Yes. Look at all these new music projects. Yes. Well, not new projects, but new music. Yeah. That makes our life easy. And new projects. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. <clears throat> so we've been going through it. I know everyone's been going through it, but this is uh, week two of grim sickness in the house. Yeah. It not- will not fucking go away. Yeah. Last, last week it was just you and... It finally got me. Yeah, we, I think, got a little cocky thinking that you had escaped it. Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> um, it's fun. But we're here to complain about it, and that's all that matters. That sure is. So, I got a question for you. Okay. If I were to ask you to name a woman. Any woman? What would you say? What? Yeah. N- name a woman. Name any woman. Jen. You passed the latest TikTok challenge. <laughs> What's the challenge? Apparently, girlfriends or wives are asking their significant others, mm-hmm. um, what to name a, a woman, mm-hmm. and there's only one right answer. That's a trap, huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's their significant other's name. Mm-hmm. I mean, how could... Yeah, I don't know. But some people... Apparently, it says some people are naming politicians or, uh, you know, actors. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Artists. Mm-hmm. And then some are just naming random people. <laughs> like, you know... Uh, Beatrice. S- Stephanie. Well, who the fuck is Stephanie? Like, why would you say Stephanie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What if what if your significant other was Stephanie? Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know. Like just like a random name. Yeah. That sounds like a bullshit challenge. They all are. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's no more ridiculous than any of the other ones. Well, it's a little less ridiculous than eating Tide Pods, I yeah, think. But or, or licking public toilet seats. Oh God. What's challenge in that? I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Uh, some of these, I'm like, what? what is the challenge? That you're that dumb to do this? I know. Is that the challenge? I know. <laughs> um, so we had to miss out on like everything this weekend, yeah. which kind of sucks. Yeah. Uh, we were hoping to venture off to Philly. Yeah, we even took Friday off. Yep. We and got Friday to spend off. it sick. Yep. Um, 
Like we yeah, took, that was a we bummer. We took Friday off like months ago. Months ago. We had this all planned out. Yeah. And then I got sick and I was like, oh man, I should be fine by then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, obviously you're going through it. But yeah. um, uh, from what I've heard, the people that have this say that it lasts a considerable amount of time. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Light at the end of the tunnel. Like six months. <sighs> I'm kidding. I think uh, like a week and a half or two weeks. And then we were going to go to Thor's birthday show at the Bug Jar on Saturday. And we had to miss that too. Yep. I heard it was a lot of fun though. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. You want to play a couple more tunes? Yes. Okay. Um, but I have some news for you. Oh, okay. Good. I want you to think about this. Okay. And I'll tell you the answer when we come back. All right. I don't uh, have to guess the answer. You can think about it. Oh. You can say if you have a suggestion. Oh. Um, according to science, this was a scientific study. They determined the singer with the best vocal range. I think they mean the widest range. Um, and it's not, if Brian's listening, it's not Jim Gillette. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any suggestions? Uh, I'll think on it. Okay. Is it from like, this is like all time? Yeah. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like Bing Crosby or anybody like that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. I'll think on it. It's, uh, it's, I guess ever, but it's current. Okay. Okay. So it's not going to be like someone from. Is, Is there like scientific backing or is this just an opinion i think it's why do you ask these hard questions i know i'm sorry well let's play these songs and i'm gonna look at okay cool how exactly the study all right was compiled okay all right first we're gonna head over to canada and we're gonna listen to torrify with the song eye of the swarm and this is coming off of the life is bad release which is out now. And then after that, I see you've left this wonderful oh, word to pronounce for me. Uh, Die Danach with the song Feast of the Witch Under a Sinister Moon. This is coming off of the Headstone Animal Sanctuary fundraiser compilation, which was... Yeah, this, these re- are my notes, so yeah. you want me to pick up? No? So it's, th- okay. the release is out now. Um, on apocalyptic witchcraft recordings. And the cool thing about this release is all money raised from the compilation will go directly to the Heartstone Animal Sanctuary. That's nice. I can get behind that. Yeah. Yes, because animals are way better than people. Cheers to that. Um, And then, thirdly, we're going to hear the band Repent with the song... A Bad Place off of The Reckoning release, which is out now.
fuck yeah. All right. We're back. And fuck yeah. Now it's time to talk about the study according to science that we mentioned before those last group of songs. Mm-hmm. The singer with the best vocal range. I think I need a little guidance. So first, how did they the study right? determine? All right, so uh, as I start reading this, you're going to be like, oh, this is bullshit. But okay. they're, it's fairly, I'd say it's fairly legit the way they did it. Okay, all right, let's hear it. Okay, so it's... <laughs> The, the the one that conducted the study is Concert Hotels, whatever that is. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, in doing the study, they ran records from nearly every artist that made up pop culture over the past six decades. Okay. That was one of my questions. <clears throat> um <clears throat> So we have among, and I'll tell you how they, how they determine this. But artists of note on top of the list include David Bowie, Prince, Mariah Carey, which I was like, when I when I read the title of the study, I thought, oh, it's fucking Mariah Carey's going to be in there, right? No, yeah, no, I don't think so. You're correct. It is not her. Okay, good. Uh, so, anyways, the study was they examined these records and songs. Uh, they recorded the lowest notes that were sang and the highest notes that were sang on on these works. And they compared the results. Um, and the top artist is kind of surprising. Do you want to take a guess who it might be? Well... So while we were on break, for some reason, Prince popped into my mind, but I don't think it's Prince. And now I can't get Freddie Mercury out of my mind. Freddie was mentioned, but it's not him either. Um, do I know this person? Yes. I don't know. You might be surprised. No guess? Besides Freddie Mercury? Um... Think of lows and highs. Like Mariah Carey is kind of like. She's high. Mid. Like her normal. Yeah, her normal singing is is a little on the higher side. And then there's that fucking ear piercing shit. (laughs) It's like, hey, look what I can do. Yeah, that's great that you can do that. We don't want to fucking hear it. Um, Fuck your Christmas song. Yeah, I, I don't know. No? No, give it to me. Axl Rose. Oh. That is very surprising, actually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I read that, I was like, hmm. Okay. Coming in second, T-Pain. Just kidding. Oh, I was going to say. No, that was a joke. <laughs> Did they say who's second? Uh, I don't think so. No? No. They didn't care about that. They said there's only winners and losers. Oh, okay. And there's only one winner. I can appreciate that there's some kind of 
study to it and it's not just like yeah an opinion when i read who uh concert hotels i was like oh this is gonna be i forgot what it was about but do you remember a few months ago i was reading something off of animals a to z yeah <laughs> like you asked me what is this scholarly research from and i was like uh, uh animals a to z <laughs> what's your primary source uh, I, I don't know. The zookeeper? <laughs> um, I, I think I got some some facts. Yeah. Were you or did you wrap up your article? Yeah, I have a fact too that I can add in after your fact, if you like. Well, you go ahead first. It's just one fact. Oh, okay. But you go first, and uh, or <laughs> is complete nonsense. Oh, well, you like nonsense, and people that listen know that we revel in nonsense. Did you know that there are fish that use farts as communication? Hmm, I, no, I didn't know that. I, um, but you, you should tell me about that. You can't just gloss over that and move on. All right, let's play some songs. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Scientists found that herring create high-frequency sounds by swallowing air and pushing it through a duct near their anuses. They huh. named the phenomenon Fast Repetitive Ticks, or FRTs. I would have thought like a carp. Carp seemed like a farting fish. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Or sardines. Yeah. That that's pretty rough. Yeah. <clears throat> so we've we've determined Notorious needs some additional fat sources. So mm-hmm. part of her That's the cat. That's the, our beloved cat. Part of her nightly dinner consists of uh sardines. Mm-hmm. Her tuna pate. Uh, it's tuna pate with mixed with sardines. With sardines, and she goes fucking crazy for it. She loves it, but if you're not feeling good, oh, it's a it's bit of a challenge. Fucking horrendous! <laughs> it is so horrendous. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so there's that. Like it, if people that have cats or know the cat routine, a lot of times they'll eat and then uh, clean themselves. Uh, yeah, and she insists on coming up on the couch. Yeah, even if I've smelled, she's been like 10 feet away on the floor and does the routine, and I can smell it like from that distance. And she's still the cutest fucking thing she really to is. ever exist. <laughs> <laughs> you had a fact. Oh, you're going to have to wait on that. What? Um, I have a few facts, but I'm going to go to this one first. <clears throat> Scientists just debunked a common belief about left-handedness in a gargantuan study. And I feel like this is going to open up another question. Mm, okay. Um, a large new study has challenged long-held beliefs about the relationship between handedness, being left or right-handed, mm-hmm. and spatial navigation abilities. Contrary to <laughs> conventional wisdom, the study, which recruited millions of participants from around the world, found no significant difference between left and right-handers. Disagree. 
<laughs> and and what are you? Um, I am one of the ten percent of left-handed people in the entire world. You told me that recently that it was ten percent. Ten percent. And I would I would have thought it was much less. I still feel pretty fucking special with ten percent. You are special just like everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> um no, I thought it would be less. <clears throat> yeah. So you said you feel like this is going to open up another question. What's your other question? No, I didn't know what direction you were going to go from this. Oh. If you were just going to digest this as the findings of the study and leave it alone or pick it apart. But you said you disagree. I do disagree. I mean, it's a study, so I guess. Yeah. You're, the study says you're wrong. Yeah. Even though you're wrong-handed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean left-handed. I don't know. We've talked about me being left-handed on the show before, I feel. Mm -hmm. And I do think I have a, a different thought process for a lot of things. And that could be, I mean, from a plethora of different things. Mm -hmm. I could just be different. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fascinating how my mom, I don't remember if we talked about this on the show, so I'm sorry if we did, but my mom traced back, do you know where I'm going with this? Yeah, but it's, it's really interesting. It so. is really interesting. My mom traced back, um, and took advantage of like our older generation still being alive. Mm -hmm. And cause my mom was left-handed too, which is bizarre. Uh, and my grandfather's left-handed. Um, and she found a pattern in our family history. Every second child of every second child is left-handed. And she went back like several generations. And I think that's pretty wild. Yeah. And it could just be a coincidence. I don't know. You want to know who isn't left-handed?
This week, Grandma had Organism from Buffalo with the song Picturesque. And that was coming off of their 1994 demo, If It Bleeds, We Can Kill It. Hmm. Okay. Organism also featured Matt and Russ, who just played at Thor's birthday bash from Anthropic. Ah. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a nice little tie-in there. Yeah. Cool. That just works. Yeah, I like it. Um, so I came across a, a random fact that I thought was surprising. I wanted to get your take on it. Okay. Uh, gambling generates more revenue than recorded music, movies, cruise ships, theme parks, and spectator sports combined. It's a 40... Combined. 40 Billion dollar a year industry in the U.S. alone. Wow. Never would have guessed. No. Especially with the spectator sports, because I know people pay a lot of money to see some of those sports. Football, baseball, hockey. (laughs) Let me just start listing all this. Tennis, (laughs) golf. (laughs) Yeah. All right, you had some some more facts over there. Um, no, it was just one fact. Oh, okay. Um, do you know what the first ever, according to Rolling Stone, <coughs> first ever downloadable song was? I feel like we talked about this. We talked about the first text message last week, I believe. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I didn't. Know. I didn't know this. I want to say Metallica, but I know it's not. That'd be funny. <laughs> uh, according to this, it was um, it was the song "Head First by Aerosmith, which was an outtake from the Get a Grip album. Oh. Yeah, I don't think we've talked about that. I don't no. remember that. I don't know. I didn't know that. I don't know if it's worth mentioning, but... Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting fact. I'm always curious about when things started. The first. The first of anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like Aerosmith or not, like the song or not, I don't even know the song personally. I, I don't either. But, but um, it's a cool fact. It's significant, I think. It, yeah. Like, Whatever, you know, the first text message, even though it was Merry Christmas, significant. What do you think the first phone call was? Oh, I remember that. It was, uh, that was another stupid one. I'll look it up. Um, 
even though this is our last segment. First phone call ever. I'm doing it right now. I think it was from a cell phone or a car in a car, right? On March 10th, 1876, three days after the publication of his patent, Alexander Graham Bell made history with... Um, oh, no. You said first phone call or first cell phone call? Phone call. Oh, okay. I was thinking cell phone. Um, so what was it, 1876? 1876, instruction to his assistant, Thomas Watson. Mr. Watson, Mr. Watson, come here. I want to see you crackly and indistinct, but... And I don't even know what this is. I feel like I'm making shit up over here. What's Hold that, on. Old English? Where... Oh, yeah, they were the first words to be spoken over the telephone. <coughs> I, w- I want to see you crackling and indistinct. Well, we got a show title. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so you, you, <laughs> you remember sleeping over um, at like, friends' houses when you were a kid, right? Mm, vaguely. That was a long time ago. Yeah, like 94 years ago, <laughs> but you still remember. Mm-hmm. Um, did, do any... So, you know, you go to your friend's house and obviously they have like different routines and ways of doing things. Mm-hmm. Do you ever remember a moment that stands out like, oh, this is kind of cool that this family does this or oh, this is not what I'm used to. Like any traditions or... Traditions? I don't know. I remember... Really the only things that stick out is I did have a friend that... Really one friend that was really religious. He wasn't like... like outwardly in school I didn't notice it but then when I went to his house his his parents were like over the top like singing like fucking hymns and shit did they pray like at dinner and stuff oh yeah did that make you uncomfortable or did you just go along with that um I mean I didn't participate (laughs) you didn't you just sat there you know how I am oh I know I don't participate in I know really anything. Yeah, you sometimes you make things really awkward. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so that came to mind, and um, I, I guess I had a few friends that like <clears throat> this was like young, probably ten, eleven, twelve, maybe. Um, some friends had access to alcohol. Yeah, younger ages Ooh, than others. Yeah, that's a that's a little young. And some, I remember a couple friends that their parents didn't really monitor what they were watching. So we, like, I got to, you know, hey, nine or ten, I got to watch R-rated movies where at home it wasn't really. You accessible. didn't have access. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why, I don't. Why do you ask? Well, so I have a an article here of stories of people's childhoods where there were like, uh, you know, 
just moments that they recalled sticking out about sleeping over at their friend's house and learning about like their family environment. Mm -hmm. But I think for me, this is going to sound ridiculous. Well, it is ridiculous, but in, in my household, we didn't really sit at a dinner table to eat. Mm -hmm. We used to, when I was like really young, Mm -hmm. but it was just, you know, my mom, my older brother and I, so she made us sit and eat, and then we would go and do what we were going to do. Mm-hmm. But um, then my stepdad came along, and then my younger brother came along, and you know my older brother was kind of growing up. So it was just kind of like we were all over the place. So we never really had like a traditional sit at the table and eat dinner. Yeah, We would be in front of the TV, mm-hmm. or I'd get my food and go to my room a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I went to my friend's house, they always sat around a table and I found myself feeling really self-conscious about like eating in front of people face to face. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Isn't that so strange though? Yeah. Um, so that was when I was younger, that was a thing. Like we had to eat dinner at the table together. Yeah. There was no like going to your room with your plate or watching TV yeah and i wonder like we don't i can't remember i guess we do once in a great while we'll eat at our like kitchen table it's usually like the holidays or something you know what i mean i can count probably it's not on my hands we almost never ever ever do that we eat together yeah just not at the table right i wonder how that is for like families now is it still a thing like it used to be yeah it's a good question i don't know um i know my friends that have small children now Mm -hmm. traditionally sit at the table they do yeah like all of them as far as you know as far as i know yes and then i have you know we have our friends that have adult children mm-hmm. and they do what we do. They'd like grab their food and sit in front of the TV on mm-hmm. the couch or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. But, and I did have to do like the occasional go to church thing, which I never really hated. And I'm glad I got to have those like little experiences because I didn't grow up in that kind of environment. And yeah. I think being exposed to that is, you know, kind of enriching regardless of your beliefs right i guess you're well i know No, i see what you're saying yeah um i was forced to though so Uh, yeah um all right so i have some stories about what these people are calling bizarre house rules they experienced at someone else's home when they were a kid okay um In fifth grade, I spent the night... I have a story about this, too. In fifth grade, I spent the night with my best friend for the first time. She had four other siblings uh, in a blended family and were all told to take a bath because we had somewhere to go the next day. It was my turn, and I found out that they had a rule that they reuse bath water. Oh, no. I'm guessing to save money or conserve water, so I had to bathe in cold bath water that had been used... um, I then left the water for the next kid. I didn't spend the night over there much, and I definitely never bathed if I still stayed again. 
It still bothers me, and I can still remember vividly the scum of the bathwaters I sat in it and how dirty I felt. And that, as a kid wondering why. Yeah, that's that's horrible. Like a bath, unless you are not able to take a shower, like a bath in itself is pretty gross. Yeah, I feel like if you're going to take a bath, you should shower first. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. Like you're sitting in filth, a filth stew. Yeah. Uh, I do remember... Um, my mom's best friend growing up had one, two, three, four, five kids. Mm -hmm. And whenever I stayed over there, we actually all bathed together. Mm -hmm. I think that's fairly common for like really little kids. And actually looking back on it, it wasn't weird. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel weird, mm -hmm. but now looking back at it, I'm like, oh, it's pretty weird. Yeah. Like boys and girls. Yeah. It's not, I guess it's not weird until you know it's weird. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Like as a kid, it's not. Yeah. Like a little kid. It's not. Right. Um, <clears throat> this person said, it was in our own home. The internet had to be off by 8 p.m. because all the good websites shut down and only the only websites left up were porn. My dad wasn't a very smart man, but he was very, he was a very defiant one. <laughs> Huh. My great aunt wouldn't let the kids inside during the day, and when we visited, if it was a meal time, she'd just hand the plates out the window to us. <laughs> like a drive-through. Uh, I had one friend who every weekend had to still wake up early and clean the house from top to bottom both days, even though it was cleaned the day before, and her mom was a stay-at-home mom and cleaned every day. The kicker is when I slept over, I learned the girls, guests included, had to clean, but her brothers and father got to sleep in and never cleaned. Nice. <laughs> Perfectly fair. <laughs> um, my friend's parents had a rule that you had to say no, please. So you couldn't just say no. So when her brother was harassing me by pulling on my hair and I told him, no, stop it, they stood there watching and told me that I had to say, no, please, uh, or he didn't have to stop. <laughs> and a serial killer is born. <laughs> my mother visited a longtime friend and stayed at her apartment. The bathroom at night was off limits as it would disturb the cat. She was given a bucket instead. <laughs> I can kind of relate to that one. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> kind of. Um, I went over to a new friend's house after school once, and when I got there, I asked to use the bathroom. The mom handed me two squares of toilet paper and directed me to the bathroom. There was no toilet paper in the bathroom, and you only got two squares. Mm. Um, I knew someone that did <coughs> did lecture on the amount of toilet paper used. And how to use that. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it wasn't my mother, by the way. It was somebody else. I slept over at my friend's house when I was 14, and her mom confiscated our phones, which I needed to text my dad for safety, forced me to pray at every meal with them, and tried to make me go to church with them in the morning. I eventually found my phone and texted my dad to immediately come pick me up. Get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, there's like tons of them. It goes on and on. But hmm. I thought it was kind of interesting because we have all these memories ingrained in us. And I don't think we like really think about mm-hmm. the experiences. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Just kind of made me think of my own experiences. Yeah. <clears throat> I also had a friend. She was actually my best friend through the earlier parts of elementary school. Mm-hmm. And she had an older brother that was my older brother's age, but he was really mean to me. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I went over there almost every weekend and tolerated it. Mm-hmm. But he really bullied me. And actually, later on, as adults, um, when I had my own Facebook page, he sent me a friend request. And I'm like, well, this is weird. You literally tormented me through my whole childhood. Uh, yeah. He actually apologized. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I get that because, I mean, we talk all the time about, like, there's shit I did to people I just feel awful about. So I appreciate him reaching out to say sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I've babbled enough. All right. I have one more thing to mention. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I do remember when, like, being 11 or 12, and I had a couple friends, one specifically that I remember, that lived in the same complex that I lived in. And he was... uh, he was like six months older than me. Um, <clears throat> he smoked too, and his he lived with his mother, and his mother let him smoke in his room. So I got to smoke when I went over there. How old were like, you? Inside, like 12. What? Yeah. But I'm thinking like now. That is our granddaughter's age. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> now, like, could you imagine like a 12-year-old behind closed like closed into their room or whatever fucking smoking away like i would be horrified that the fucking house was going to burn down any second well okay yes and the health oh yeah that too (laughs) (laughs) but i don't know man how times have changed i guess i wasn't that much older when i even though my mother will deny this. Like I was, I was like fourteen, smoking in my room. Really? Yeah. Like out the window, or just like openly, no, just like open. with an ashtray. Like at twelve, I was doing it out the window. That's wild. Like hiding it, but yeah, but at fourteen, it was, I was, smoking in in my room. Uh, <clears throat> I remember having. I, I had a chair. That like was all beat up, um, and like the stuffing was hanging out of it. And I remember like, did you eat it? I ate, yes, I ate large amounts of it. <laughs> um, but I remember like putting the cigarette into the stuffing. What? And it would get red hot, and it would it would like keep Singe. smoldering forever. Oh my god! Like, and it would just like drop down deep into the chair, but it'd be smoldering, and like I I could have fucking burned the apartment down so many times that is awful (laughs) yep but yes i added more to your babbling no no it's okay you actually reminded me i had a friend i was probably 13 or 14 and her mom bought her cigarettes Mm -hmm. and i remember whenever i would go over i went over there a lot too Mm -hmm. and my mom would call her mom and be like just just so you know i don't do the whole cigarette buying for my kids so Mm -hmm. i appreciate you keeping that boundary with my kid, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which at the time was embarrassing and annoying, but I kind of appreciate it yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. 
All right. Are you ready for our last three songs? Yes. I'm sure the people listening are as well. Yeah. <laughs> Amen to that. Uh, first up, we are going to listen to Latas with the song Whipping Bottles. This is coming off of their third release, Cesariana, coming out February 2nd on Personal Records. And then after that, Pretext to Human Suffering with the song Arconic Corruption. This is a new single, and it's out now. And then we're going to head to Maryland and listen to Bloodshot with the song Sacramental Gore, and this is the title track of their latest album, Out Now on Half Beast Records. (laughs) Until next time. (laughs) Stay safe. Stay healthy. Don't be an asshole. And? I want to see you crackly and indistinct. But intelligible?